You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You are now entering Magnified Studios. Welcome. Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents It's Hard to Find a Podcast. Covering your favorite indie bands from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Put your tape decks on record. I'm Andrew. I'm John. This is our podcast. And I don't know about you, John. I don't know about what's going on in in the old northwest suburbs of Chicago. But mm-hmm. it is toasty and humid here in the Twin Cities. Yes. It, uh... Might not be as bad down here for some reason. Uh, usually it's the opposite, but yeah, I know you're you're back in your house. Yes, internet's back. Yes, but uh, you're sweating <laughs> in your basement. That's, yeah, I was running my dehumidifier down here, and my dehumidifier has this setting on it where it it tells you the the humidity percentage, uh, mm. so you can get a sense of like you know where it's at when you can turn it off so you just don't run it indefinitely so mm-hmm. i brought it, it down if i run mine indefinitely <laughs> <laughs> dude basements they're fucking they're the it's worst moist, moist it, there. it is and it was at a 70 percent, and yeah. i was running it for like an hour and only got it down to 55 percent. and it's tough uh so there's no there's no guarantee that i don't put a fan on and sure. my dehumidifier back on because it is just when you walk outside and it just feels like you just have like this blanket of moisture just wrapping <laughs> yeah. around you, you're just like, this is snow. Th- air, air is thick. It's he's, it's a thick boy out there. That's a, yeah, um, it is. <laughs> but uh, you sound great. Hopefully, yeah. I sound better than normal too. Dude, um, I mean, it's it's when you have. When you have a radio voice and a podcast voice like John Potter does, it, it doesn't mm. matter what microphone you're talking in. back to MPR, <laughs> Magnified Pod. Ooh, Magnified um, Pod Radio. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> we're getting a late start tonight for a few reasons, but yeah. I'm using all my wife's stuff and she has to like set it up every time and I don't know how to do it. And uh, hopefully we don't have to do that every time. So anyway, <laughs> we're doing yeah. great. Yeah. We're it's when you get out of a rhythm, things mm-hmm. sort of, there's always a couple false starts, but yeah, you know, we, we've kind of had this conversation that we don't want to feel the need to put such pressure on ourselves to mm-hmm. about episodes week after week because it's been a weird and rough summer and so we've been trying to give ourselves a break to not just push ourselves if we we don't have to and yeah so we've been having some off and on weeks and yeah yeah spoiler alert we're gonna have another off week next week because of (laughs) some stuff going on right you know what we 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 get the content to you folks as best we can Yep. We're uh we know Magpod Nash waits with bated breath. Um we appreciate your patience this season. Yeah. Um so false starts, but you know what we're we're not having a false start 
with tonight is is the Martin Brothers. We're we're ending our Martin Brothers run uh, with a bang, if you ask me. Yeah, it has been a it's been a fun it's been a fun run of I've records. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, and ending with the newest possible Martin Brother release. Mm-hmm. Can be talking Ronnie's seven song um album sure i don't know I think it's, it's an album i was debating yeah, this but i think yeah, it's an album. i mean it's because it's 30 minutes long yeah it's seven, it's seven songs but it's 30 minutes i feel like what, what what are we measuring are we measuring the 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 length of the record like is this right. a is this is this is this record a chode is it longer <laughs> is it is it shorter than it is long i mean it's, mm. it's it's got seven songs but it's lengthy you know i don't know yeah <laughs> I think I think Ronnie would be thrilled. Just the, just the way just, just of a record. <laughs> it's not what I oh god, I'm sorry. This, Ronnie's never gonna talk it's to like, us. It's like this beautiful collection of <laughs> I know your reflections and you're like, so is it like a chode? Or... <sighs> I'm I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry. That's it. My I'm I'm broken. Okay, guys. <laughs> my my brain is like how can I how can I compare a thing to a penis? Is that is that is that helpful? Is that good commentary? That's what we're into here. Yeah. Uh, right. So you can expect more great analysis like that in our second half yeah. uh, today. But in the meantime, Andrew, you know you're talking about getting getting hot down there. Oof. Yeah. Hope you got something to wet that beak because I know I do. Yeah. It looks like you're got it cracking up at a bottle there. There you go. What do you got? Yep. Got myself a weird beer. Ooh. Because you know I was just in Minnesota hanging with you, which That's we'll true. talk about in a second. Yes. Um, but in order to get to Minnesota and back, gotta go through Wisconsin, where you know they got that new Glarus, baby. Ooh, what do you got, bro? Got a new Glarus strawberry rhubarb. Ooh, I have not had. I tend to really like their fruity stuff. Tell me about so... it. So it's um is it a sour or what kind of what or it's not what? a sour? I think they do a lot of sort of like tart, um, sort of like berry or fruity beers. Okay. But they feel like their own thing. They're always like doesn't have an ABV in here, but I feel like they're always very sort of like full. They don't feel like super light. Um sure. but they're they're fruity and tart, and so it's like a fun sort of bite. Um yeah. but not as, you know, super light as uh some sours can be so cheers down the hatch cheers there. oh it's really good man mm. it's just so like berry forward um i i, I, I worry about berry flavored beers because berry is hard to do for me because even if it's like real it somehow ends up tasting fakey to me mm. you know yeah. like I, I told you about my experience when Kristen and I went to Indeed and they had their strawberry fields right uh, sours and they were just uh one at one out of four with, of them were good yeah <laughs> like it's it's tough and this I don't is... know maybe my palate is just not adjusted to the berry flavor in beers maybe that's just not my not my lane you're not going to the berry patch no nope. down on a six-pack <laughs> no um, but I am I, I, I'm, I am thrown down on an old fashioned right now because Hell yeah. I am I'm plumb out of of beers in my place right now. Mm. Well, it's a good substitute. Yeah. Um yes. 
good refreshments here. Uh, I was up in Minnesota. We were hanging out. As we mentioned, we would be. Got to go to that Graveyard Club album release show mm. from the new album, Moonflower. Did not disappoint. We danced. We enjoyed a choir on stage with them. We sure did. You talked to the guitar player's parents. I did. <laughs> we So we pre-ordered tickets. Chris and I pre-ordered tickets for the show. Uh, as soon as we found out that they were having this release uh, release show, we it was the same weekend we were at uh, that Art of World was happening in mm-hmm. Minneapolis. And we were like, let's get these tickets immediately. And so we're like... I think we were ha- previously coming off some other show where we were standing. We're like, let's get a table because sitting down at a show yeah. sounds just the best. Yes. And then, but when we got those tickets, we didn't realize that two of her friends were going to be there. Brian, my you know, my brother decided he was going to go. And then you, like the week before, yeah. decided that, oh, this would work. And you decided to go. And we're like, we're not going to sit up in the balcony in a table when we have right. uh, all of our friends downstairs. So yeah, there's this older couple behind us and we're, and, and Kristen's like, should we just give this to them? Like they're, I mean, they can, so they can see better. And it turned out it was the in-laws of the lead singer of graveyard club. Ah. And they were like, Oh, they, they were just like so Minnesotan. They were just so happy to, to take the table there from us and <laughs> but they were <laughs> it, it's look looking up in the in the the balcony of, of the fine line seeing like <laughs> obvi- obviously all of the family members of <laughs> yeah. the band like sitting up there watching and it was a great time uh, it was a good time I'm sure they're proud yeah and we've we've talked about this we implore you everybody to go listen to graveyard club because we cannot wrap our heads around why this mm. band, which checks every box of a reason that they should be popular and well-known. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, apart from the fact that they create really beautiful, um, melodic, synthy pop with mm-hmm. this like a creepy atmospheric sort of mm-hmm. vibe to it, but they're all super hot. Like <laughs> there's like everything about this band is just like all right. the songs are so good. They put on s- such a solid performance and they're just all like beautiful people. Yeah. And you're like, oh, come on, people get it together. Go, go check out Moonflower because it's uh, such a good record. Agreed. Fully agreed. Perhaps they will break through to the next level here any minute. Yeah. Um, but that was great. Yeah. Uh, spent some time at my friend's cabin, got to relax and hang out on the lake, uh, which I needed badly. Um, and now I'm back in the, in the thick of it, uh, with, with work and kids man, screaming at me. Man returns from, from vacation. <laughs> yes. With exactly. a fresh re-energized hatred oh, for his job. It was so <laughs> accurate. Uh, that really was what happened. Yeah. Um, you know what does energize me? What's that? Is voice memos from our listeners. Yeah, is that right? We do. I mean, John always coming through with <laughs> just so such. We a... do a magnified pod radio. Good transitions. Mm. Mm. 
the top of the hour. <laughs> BBC World News up next. This is Marketplace. <laughs> oh. That was my best Kyra's doll. That was good. I'm Kyra's uh, doll. This is Marketplace. <laughs> and then if the socks are doing bad, it's like, <laughs> you know how it changes. Anyway. Yeah. All That's right. What you like everybody. Is this is this is this relatable content? Are you not entertained? <laughs> All right, we got a we got a voicemail. We got a voicemail from our boy Tyler McDonald. Andrew and John wanted to leave you a uh, quick, uh, correctly recorded voice memo this time. It's been a minute. Well done. Um, just wanted to say mm-hmm. that you know I've listened along the whole season. Just haven't been interacting as much. Been having a little bit of a sad boy summer. Mm. Um, we hear you. Some some pet deaths, some COVID, all, all that mm. good stuff. Um, the uh, Dave Bazan, um, Pedro stuff was really great. Um, I've got some notes I'll probably email to you guys about that, um, just so you can kind of have my thoughts on it, um, since I didn't didn't get many uh, voicemails in this this time. Um, back to the the Martin Brothers stuff. Um, that's they were all over every comp I ever had. I think, um, and I I always enjoyed the songs, but just never ended up picking up any albums from them. Um, the only, I guess, Martin Brothers related project I ended up getting was Neon Horse, um, which I know hmm. a caller had mentioned, um, on this most recent episode. So I second that, um, y'all should check that out. Um, some of your favorite Jason songs on this most recent album were, um, Neon Horse reminiscent for me. So I think you guys would love it. Um, it also kind of has a spooky vibe, so it might be something yeah, if does. you don't cover yeah. on the, um, Patreon, might be good for... Um, mm. Halloween episodes. Ooh. So yeah, uh, just wanted to call in, mention that, and uh, tell you guys thanks. All right, Macpod for life. Tyler, you are right you are in luck. Yes. You are in luck, my friend. We were having some discussion about Neon Horse off mic, and I was saying, been listening really into it. It's a pretty spooky vibe. Mm-hmm. Might be a great fit for a certain miniseries. Magnifrite Pod, many people are saying, might be returning this fall. Featuring yeah, Neon Horse. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, maybe people are saying, <laughs> talking a, beauti- a beautiful series. Neon Horse. Neon Horses. One yeah, the many, that, well, they're, they're called, some people call them Neon Horse. I call them Neon Horses. Both are, <laughs> both are fine. It's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful band. Many people say that I'm responsible for them. All right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're talking. John and I are already prepping for magnifrite pod uh season season four uh series two yeah (laughs) magnifrite magnifrite pod i don't know how we want to classify it but like when there's little mini series within a comics run where you're kind of like okay nightcrawler is coming out for like the second round but it's within the x-man run yeah it's it's podception we're we're just going (laughs) we're going levels deep here pod within a pod (laughs) yeah um tyler uh i can I can totally relate to your sad boy summer. Yeah, man. Um, with the Sorry loss, to hear that. yeah, loss of a pet, and you know, also COVID. It's yeah. So sorry, man. It sucks. It's I mean, which is why we've given ourselves time to just uh, take breaks. I hope you are giving yourself uh, that kindness and that. And that grace and that compassion for yourself to just do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Yeah. It's 
in those moments, it's it. You, you just ask yourself, how is the world not stopping with me? Mm, because it yeah. feels like it should be because right, nothing right. else seems like it's important. So yeah, totally get tough. it. Thanks for yeah. listening, for calling in, man. We, yeah. uh, we're all having kind of a sad boy summer <laughs> and year. We're certainly having one on the pod here in more ways yeah. than one. And, uh, in the past when the world was bad and we were feeling sad, it was like, well, we got this ska music to talk about and this year. It's just like introspective, slow indie music. So, you know, it's, uh, there's, there's bummers, not plenty. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, hope you're taking care of yourself, man. Um, and remember your boys here thinking about you and we're here for you. Um, right. speaking of boys, uh, <laughs> look at this motherfucker hmm. over here. Hiding Annie's, under the stairs for a little too long. Danny stairs. Coming out of nowhere after like fucking however what was the last time we got a Danny Stairs voicemail? It's I think it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been all right. What do we got here from our boy Danny Stairs? You beautiful bastards. <laughs> Your boy Danny Stairs. Sorry I've been AWOL lately. Um just the, the music you guys are covering this season, just not my speed. Um I am missing out greatly on hearing about your lives and the various things you have going on, though. Um, and I do mean to eventually catch up on these episodes by listening just until you start the music discussion. Uh, just have been trying to catch up on other podcasts and, uh, you know, wow. life, despite Ooh. nothing going on, is terribly busy, and I don't understand how that works, but it's a thing that happens. Anyhow, uh, my reason for reaching out now is uh, I, I heard an allegation, and I I knew that the best the best people to go to on this would be MacPod. Specifically, it's right up John's uh, wheelhouse, right in his wheelhouse. Up his wheelhouse sounds like it's something a little dirty. <laughs> in my wheelhouse. Um, yeah. We can come back to getting up John's wheelhouse uh, another time. But uh, right now, there's a little controversy Ooh. that I heard uh, listening to Mike Rivers' podcast. Uh, from this week, he was doing a voicemail episode, and I like to listen to those because he tells a lot of stories uh, about various records um, and the recording of them, or, you know, different stories from the past. So it's, it's interesting. I don't listen to his guests most of the time unless I know the guest, but I like the voicemail one because it's fun to hear what fans are asking. Anyhow, um, I've lost the point. Uh, where was I going? Um, oh, okay. So somebody called in, and on their voicemail, they mentioned possibly that the bridge of the song Sparks Fly by my girl Taylor Swift uh, sounds suspiciously like the chorus of well-adjusted musically, not obviously the lyrically or anything. Um, hmm. And as I, I believe I've expressed in the past, I don't even know exactly what a bridge is. I kind of sort of <laughs> somewhat have been getting better understanding of it, but I still don't even know how to identify that in the song to be able to confirm whether this is true or not. So I was hoping that I could put you delicious, delightful uh, boys on the case, have you take a little look, if you got a little free time sometime, give a listen, compare the two, and see if you can confirm or deny this allegation. Uh, it's much appreciated. Many spooches. Mac out for life. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. P.S. <laughs> I love you. Well, thank you, buddy. Um, how does he leave a voice memo that still sounds like garbage? <laughs> he has a gift. It's a talent, really. He... I mean, it's better than normal, but 
Uh, it's true. It, he's at least he's. Um, it's not cutting out for like thirty seconds right. at a time. Yeah, you know, it sounded like he wasn't under the stairs at least. No, so. he's, he's gotten out from under them. Um, I can't speak to this, Andrew. I don't know. I I know of the song "Sparks Fly," but that was pre nineteen eighty nine is when I became uh, something of a Swifty. Anything before? Yeah, that, I, really I don't know speak well. now is not a no. a, ta- a Swifty album that I'm super familiar with. No. Um, but here's what we're not going to do. Not gonna play Taylor Swift songs on you don't this want pod. The pod to get uh, no. sued into oblivion. No, I mean you know we get we get away with maybe a little bit of murder with our justification of sure you know uh, fair use and everything, but um, yeah, we're not going to do any Taylor Swift on the pod. I think this means we have some homework. We'll go listen to the Bridge of Sparks Fly. We'll see if it sounds like well adjusted and we'll report back when the so this came out in 2010 mm-hmm. um and well adjusted by mxpx uh was you know 2003 so i don't know are you saying is the accusation that mm. taylor swift is a she a px punk is that is that what mm, we're <laughs> i mean bridge of well adjusted an all-timer or is she or is he saying is he saying that the bridge of sparks fly sounds like well adjusted uh yes i think it's or uh but not the bridge of well adjusted oh okay i thought he was saying the bridges were similar oh uh i don't know maybe that's confusing i gotta check this out yeah we'll we'll have to we'll we'll get back to you or we can just listen to them right now and we can cut out the audio okay let's do that (laughs) okay all right, let's listen a little well-adjusted. I don't need a reminder on that one. Well, well just I... Hold on a second, John. Jesus Christ. Am I the one that's going crazy? Oh, fuck, this song rules. So that is an all-timer from Before Everything and After. And now we're just going to listen to the Sparks Fly Bridge on our own. We're not going to include it in the pod, so but we will get back to you. a similar vocal melody i'm i give taylor a 100 full pardon 
Yeah, I, I would never it, hear that and think that. So props to that fan for doing that. But yeah, I don't. I think that's a does have that. Yeah, but that's that's not like the dropout. But yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a stretch, and I think only an extremely hardcore fan of MXPX would make a connection like that and i don't that think said should mike try to sue her definitely <laughs> <laughs> should should mike try to sue one of the biggest pop stars on the planet yeah sure wouldn't even why notice. not that yeah tom that that would be the kind of tom the uh, like uh, that'd be the kind of legal advice tom c would go for it's like yeah uh, do you uh you just want to go after one of the richest uh, pop stars in the world yeah sure that'll go well she has more <laughs> she has more lawyers than uh than mxpx has had uh... managers we haven't talked to XPX in months, and when we do it, it must include <laughs> Tom Z. Dig. Anyway, All right, well, fascinating, Danny. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Yes, um, I will I mean, say... you're a lawyer, so you're the one who kind of knows about copyright infringement. That's true. I mean, I will say that um, my Taylor Swift appreciation um, kind of extends to, like, I would say, like, the past, uh, the past decade is kind of, like, where my... Mm. You know, kind of like from red on sure. is kind of like my my Swifty appreciation. Yeah, I think that's fair. It is time though to announce that uh, Pod Blood uh, <laughs> will be. Pod, well, yeah, we're getting Pod Lore. Pod Lore. <laughs> Ever Pod? Um, I don't know. We're gonna get Jake Gyllenhaal on the pod. We're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of the scarf or something. I guess I don't know. Nineteen potty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you everybody yes. for, for those voice memos and for, um, hitting us up. You can leave us voicemails at 872-762-4763, 877-MAGPOD, or you can send us a voicemail to magnifiedpod at gmail.com. Yes, you can. Um, and those things, Andrew, they, they make me feel like a winner. They do. But, uh. We got some other winners to call out this week. Is it I time think I know to enter the saying. winner's circle? I think I know what you're saying, John. I think you're saying it's time for the winner's circle. Winners you know, like Tyler was saying, sad boy summer. But mm-hmm. even in the midst of a sad boy summer, we still have some wins. Yes. And we did, we did discuss some win-adjacent things. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that Graveyard Club show. Yes. Which I would consider a win. Absolutely. Getting to, getting to hang with my boys. Hell yeah. But John, what's what's stepping onto the podium for you today? Well, I'll tell you who's getting up there. Astride her horse. Uh boobs out is Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> the cover of her new album Renaissance is her kind of yes. topless on a horse. Um we referenced the first single from this uh Beyonce record. I'm loving it and how I was ready for it to usher in the new sort of uh, throwback early 90s house music revolution. And man, I this album is so good. I love it so much. It's like wall-to-wall club songs. She made like a club album. So it's all sort of like disco-y dance music. And it's very like non-traditional in terms of like pop songs. Like the song that she did release, Break My Soul, is the most sort of straightforward pop song on the record and that's not really even very 
straightforward. It's pretty dancey. Um, right. So uh, the rest of it even more sort of weird and the songs bleed into each other like a DJ was playing them and um, there's some real interesting sonic experimentation going on and some funky disco-y throwbacks. It feels a little like off the wall at times. Uh, Michael Jackson, it feels there's some Prince vibes in there to be sure. There's some Donna Summer vibes. Um, just a really, really fun record full of really interesting sounding songs. Um, yeah. There's no chance I've, it won't be in my top 10. I've I, I've been behind. I haven't. I started listening to it the day it came out. Like I, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know what was going on, but I got distracted. I don't know if it was work stuff. I don't know, sure. but I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to. I, I got distracted, and so I, I do absolutely need to get to it. Um, but speak. I mean, speaking of con- controversies, there's all kinds of controversies around this record. In terms of like some lady being like, how there are so many songwriters on it or whatever. Uh, there's, I mean, that that I wouldn't even consider the controversy, but just like, you know, just like yeah. with Lizzo, just uh, right. changing uh, the yes. lyric and like just becoming more aware of, um, yeah, terms that different groups yeah. find to be slurs and offensive and. Right. There are a lot of words that are part of our regular vernacular that are ableist yes, uh, and are sort of brought to our attention regularly. Like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't say that. So yeah. Yeah. You know, and, I think good for her for being like, yeah, I'll change it. Yeah. I, and I think there's a, that maybe this is a conversation for another time, you know, like, um, and while acknowledging, like I am not a part of any of these groups that are, that are part of this conversation, like, mm-hmm. It just it, it makes me wonder. Like, I, I saw a headline um, today about the the music industry is like asking, you know, where do where do we draw the line in terms of like artists, not just in music, but just artists, whether it's filmmakers or whether it's musicians, changing their past works in right. light of changing social norms and yeah. changing. You know what? What what's to be done with that? Like, you know, that's and I feel like that's a, a an interesting conversation because that's not something that I have really thought about, right? You know, until this week, really, that I've just felt like an album stands as it's as a you know as a piece of work that is sort of cemented in in a period of time, mm-hmm. warts and all, yeah, and. You know, which is why I always found what George Lucas right. did to the original Star Wars movies to be offensive because I'm like, yes. dude, there's the charm in like in like some of the practical it, shitty effects and the bad acting and and you know, it's just like it's just it was what it was. And yeah, you know, but again, that that's a different example than talking right. using ableist terms, but I was talking yeah. to Kristen about like um, <clears throat> bands like The Descendants and Real Big Fish and The Suicide Machines have all all have records that like use the gay f slur on them, right? You know, um, and they have like since you know, like I know that The Suicide Machines, you know, the Van song, they like live, they don't use it, they they change the lyric live, but 
you know, I don't think anybody's going to say like the suicide machines need to like, right. Re-record the van song to like, but yeah. you know, I, I'm just, it's just, I find it to be an interesting. It is com- for sure. I conversation. think there's a, like a danger too in the whole, like if albums are digital, you're just constantly like, remember Kanye kept releasing and then unreleasing yes. <laughs> life of Pablo. Yeah. Yes. And that wasn't even for, I mean, he would never <laughs> change things if people complained about them. He was like, Oh, I didn't get that beat quite right, right or whatever. Um, it does open up a weirdness, but I feel like with Lizzo and Beyonce, it was their albums have been out for like a couple days. Right. And that's, and that's, and I think that's, what's different, you know, yeah. but the, the only reason that this came up and I started thinking about this was while she is a queen and I love her and I feel like she can do whatever she wants. Um, Monica Lewinsky maybe inadvisedly <laughs> yeah, inter- entered the chat yeah. about like, you know, she's like, well, we're, you know, changing lyrics, you know, and she talked about, cause you know, Monica Beyonce Lewinsky'd all over my dress. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, you know, and I don't think Monica was actually saying that she needs to change the lyric, right. but she's just being like, and so people were coming for her and I feel like all of her defenses, hmm were completely legitimate she's like look you know yeah i brought this up in 2014 i said you know in reality you should say you know bill clinton bill Bill clinton all over my dress you know i remember her saying that at the time and i'm like yeah "Yeah, it's fair it's a fair it's a very fair uh critique and and she's also and people are like well you're like you know you say you're like a rap song muse in your bio she's like look i use humor to help like deal with like the shame and like the embarrassment that I've gone through in my life. And I like, she uses that as sort of like a coping mechanism and, you know, and, and so like people were just trying to find things like, but you know, was it the best time for her to maybe like bring that up? Probably not. Since this is like about a group of people that like, right. You know, but you know, and people are like, and she said that, yeah, it's especially difficult when this is coming from another woman to uh, you know talking about another woman and that sort of thing it just yeah and someone you respect it, it yeah it hurts a little bit different because like yeah beyonce is not the first person to make a monica Lewinsky joke but when it's another woman it just she's like right, yeah it hits right. different so yeah i think at least we can all agree uh fuck bill clinton <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So i can't believe that happened and everybody's like cool good um yeah you know, not everyone was like that i just like i can't get over that we still I can't believe we went that like, you know, when I look back on the nineties and how many, even many of the comedians that I, you know, love, like the number of Monica Lewinsky jokes, the mileage that they got on Monica Lewinsky is just like, it's gross and it sucks. And she didn't deserve that. And she deserves better, which is why I feel like she gets to do whatever she wants (laughs) because she's like the fact that she, didn't just go into hiding for the rest of her life right and yeah yeah you know, but i mean but yeah. it did she yeah she didn't do anything really publicly until 2014 so it right, right it took a long time but yeah um but we did this i don't I, I just felt like i wanted to have this conversation while we we're on sure. the topic of beyonce i don't mean to jump all over your your winter circle it's a, it's an important conversation uh you will not you will find no monica Lewinsky references on Rena, on uh, renaissance so <laughs> Just go listen to that, I suggest. A um, couple other quick things. I'm finally yes. going to see Sleigh Bells tomorrow as we're Ooh, recording. Yeah. You know, I was a huge fan of that record last year. I can't yes. wait to see those songs perform live. 
And, you know, some more Carly Rae news for us. Yeah. We uh, we may be going to see her again in a couple months, uh, as well as she announced this week uh, that new record finally coming out, October 21st, Spooky Season. Yes. It's called The Loneliest Time. She's exploring loneliness. She's got a parental advisory sticker on the album. <laughs> She's doing <laughs> cool stuff. I'm excited about this. So I'm so anyway. excited about this. Yeah. When she dropped like this little teaser thing and then she's like dropped this album artwork and we're like, holy shit. And this is like this new album is dropping like right before yeah. the November 5th. Right. Yes. Concert we'll have just Chicago. enough time to absorb it. I know. I'm so pumped for it. Uh, Carly. Why are you, why are you, are you, why are you lonely though? Like, yeah. what's your deal? Like, <laughs> like, if you're lonely, like you can like come hang out with us. I mean, do you need to like, we all collectively want to know what your deal is. <laughs> um, anyway, those are, those are some folks up in my winner's circle podium. Who, who's on yours? I want to bring up uh, another concert that I saw. Mm. Um, in addition to, because in addition to seeing Graveyard Club with you and Brian, mm-hmm. um, I also got to see for the first time mm. Dashboard Confessional. Our emo king. Our emo king, Chris Caraba. And and I tech I texted you, you know, the day de- the day after, I think it was the day after you were asking, you know, like how it was. And and I said like my takeaways were that I mean, he was just such a like fun and kind and engaging in like a in like in charming in like a disarming way like mm-hmm. he he didn't like come out and be like oh i'm so like i'm so like sad and whatever like no but he was like really kind of upbeat and engaging with the audience mm-hmm. which was like oh oh he wasn't like too cool for school or anything he right. was like but he played like lots of old stuff, which was great. And yeah, any further seems forever songs? No further seems forever. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, he. But so that there's that. Uh, he can bring it vocally live. Mm, yeah. This is he's not a studio vocalist. He he's mm. like he can bring it in whatever. He was hitting those long sustained notes. Yeah. And and I was like, hell yeah, my dude. Um, and my my final takeaway was that he was just still so obnoxiously handsome. Still a hottie. Still a hottie. It was very rude. Um, hair still looking good. Hair still looking good. He's still like got this tight, svelte, petite body. <laughs> just like, how are you? This are a you? TSP? He's like, he was like, what's that? A TSP. <laughs> classic tsp um i'm like is he benjamin buttoning how is he like mm. aging in reverse he's like is he he's like somehow looks younger i don't know what is i don't know what's going on with him but he's just like Crazy. so i i think he's married but he's mm. writing a lot of songs about very sad things him. still how married are we uh, How married? Hey, Chris, uh, how married are you? Is what, uh, is what I need to know. Um, so Dashboard was amazing. I was screaming Infidelity? a lot of lyrics. And by the end that of the show... That was a good joke. Come on. I didn't hear what you said. What would you say? Said, he said you were screaming, and I said, infidelities? 
<laughs> nailed it Thank sorry you. i didn't i didn't i didn't hear you i i uh stepped all over your good joke mm. um but th- by the end of the show after having had many many beers and thrown back them tall bud boy lights. bud lights yeah you were it was great it was a good time this and, uh, the show is sponsored by bud light now oh man i get a bud light yeah can we we'll get some bud lights get some bud light limes or just get some yes. bud lights and throw some limes in them hey it'd be refreshing as fuck but by the end of the show i was so thirsty my throat was just absolutely shredded because mm. i was just yelling and screaming at the top of my lungs uh singing the songs uh but it was so fun but also part of the show was um andrew mcmahon yes who has just as uh, as a um, enthusiastic of a fan base right as dashboard fans are you um, now among them uh i am not okay and for kind of like a couple reasons like first off like piano fronted mm-hmm. pop and pop punk is just not my thing mm-hmm. uh and it's not that he's not a great musician it's not yeah. that he's not talented uh it's not that i don't think he can sing and he he puts on a great show like he there was points where he had I think from what I can tell, he's been doing this for a long time. He had these inflatable rafts. One was like um, uh, maybe an inflatable llama raft or something. And he like put it out into the audience and he was like, they, he was being crowd surfed on this raft. And, cool. and it was really cool. It's really fun. It's very fun to watch. Uh, it was a little stressful because <laughs> he did eat shit and fall off one at one point. Oh, but you know, nice. he ended up, then he like, the crowd like crowd surfed his body to back to the front of the stage, which was, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, Jack's mannequin, something corporate, uh, the wilderness, Andrew McMahon, in the wilderness. It's just, uh, not my thing. And there was like some points where I'm like, man, so many of these songs to me sound the exact same. Mm-hmm. And, but then there was one, <laughs> Kristen found this uh, offensive, but I was like, this whole thing is giving me worship band vibes. Yeah. Um, Cause he's like, just like the, the histrionics and the, and all the, like the, you know, the, you know, the, the call and response, like, yeah, come right, on, right. you know, like, and like jumping around the stage and like just being, it just, and like a lot of the lights going on, it just felt like this feels like a modern worship service vibe uh, to me because yeah. like the piano was like at the very front of the stage and he was yeah i was like this and there was like some of the lyrics too were like i'm like this sounds like it, like this could easily translate into some sort of worship song but which is like not <laughs> this guy at all but mm-hmm. it it just was like there's something about it that kind of uh yeah struck me in that way i'm like yeah this is this isn't for me and that's okay it doesn't need to be for me um but people are into it and i'm glad people were but yeah yeah that uh he put on a good show but uh it was lost on me which that's that's fine but my emo king chris Kraba, he he saved the day and um no but saves the day wasn't there no saves the Throwing no. out as many emo jokes as I can. Yeah, you can't slow down. 
you go. I mean, John, if you're through being cool, I'm going to move on to. That's good. Move on to my next thing. Pod has become the anthem of. Uh, <laughs> at, at, at your at at this pod's funeral, John. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you had a good time. Yes, I did. Uh, but one other thing, I I want to bring up, and I because I had sent this to you um, this week in a couple in, in a few weeks. One of the best things about the Twin Cities mm. is the Minnesota State Fair. Yes, which uh, you weren't able to hit up last year. I didn't go to last year because I was still sort of this was it was pre getting a booster. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know. I was just I was not I was unsure. Yeah. Um, I remember that year, like a month or two before being like, they're really going to do that this yeah. year. <laughs> like it just seemed because it's just I mean, swarms of people. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, I have not been since pre-COVID times. Yeah. It's the best place. People are like skeptical when you tell them that a state fair is the best yeah. thing ever if yeah. they're not from Minnesota, but um, it is the best thing ever. I think this was just yesterday. New specialty beers and beverages that mm-hmm. are brand new. So 47 brand new beverages so being added to the year, the, the state fair this year. In adi- so in addition to a lot of just beers, they have they have some uh, alcoholic slushies, mm. a Moscow Mule slushy, the Arnold Palmer slushy, which uh, I am uh, very excited about. Sounds good. And then there's like a lemonade strawberry Red Bull slushy. Mm. I don't know if I need that Red Bull, but the rest sounds good. <laughs> but. Um, but this is the one that I sent you, the chili pineapple express sour. I want it. <laughs> it's like a, a pineapple sour ale rimmed with a coating of tahini. Mm. Oh man. Me. Yes. So I'm so excited about, about all this. Um, and there's a, let's see, uh, Surly has a, uh, a yuzu based, uh, ale. Uh, yeah, yuzu infused beer. Um, but all that aside, ooh, a hard lemonade slushy. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Bolo is is has a a Hawaiian pog, which is passion fruit, orange, and guava. Yeah, the hard seltzer. But that even even that like they're doing in addition to that they're doing a whole bunch of like more vegan options this year too, which nice. has always been the, like a thing about fairs. It's like, right. So it never, dairy. it never felt like it was for me. Yeah. It was, you know, meat on a stick and right. cheese and just yeah. like, and just fried stuff. And, and I'm glad I'm just excited to be able to have more things this year, yeah. more beverages, more vegan foods. Absolutely. Um, so I and I'm just really excited. I'm taking off uh, the Thursday and Friday, Ugh, those first two days of the of the fair. Um, so I'm really I'm really excited, bro. If I'm up there next next year, I'll, I'll join you in this. John, vacation. I swear to God, if you are not up here <laughs> next year, I'm doing my best. I'm shutting this uh, whole thing down. <laughs> The pod is uh, the pod is done. Shut down until further notice. <laughs> um, yes, uh, fair is a great place. Um, I hope 
you can get some other vegan sweet martha's cookies because uh, that needs to exist yeah um, we've, we've talked about sweet martha's okay, okay. on this, on the, it anyway. no we i mean just like the overflowing plastic big old bucket buckets yeah cookies. hell yeah <laughs> um so good and you were talking yeah. about uh singers getting out in the crowd um on rafts or other uh inflatables i saw the flaming lips and sonic youth at the state fair um maybe 15 years ago and you know uh wayne from flaming lips likes to get in his big plastic ball and walk out yeah. of the audience I, yeah. I, I held his ball uh <laughs> while he walked above me and he did not fall so good for him you're putting your life in your hands i mean at least he's yeah i don't know what would happen i think if he felt he'd be okay probably because he's pretty like encased in that thing yeah but i don't know i've never been in one of those hamster ball things i've always wanted to is it does it like plastic or in hard yeah. or is it like no, this one was was plastic i think they make harder ones but this was the like he walks forward and it spins as he's doing it so i'm like <laughs> it's so cool and funny um anyway good show sonic youth forever um yeah. state fair solidly in the winner's circle Oof. maybe you can do some live uh like patreoning from there or something give us yeah the we didn't these new we didn't do anything at the no at, at the graveyard club show that's about it did yeah. you meet them after? Uh, yeah, I got them to sign one of their records. There you go. Um, Tell about the pod. I, no, I did not. But I did talk to a. I did talk to Amanda, and I was like, oh, "I really like your new album. <laughs> um, I've seen you guys a lot. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Um, bye. I'm just gonna go throw myself in front of traffic now. <laughs> um, good band. Attractive people. Yes. Um, another attractive person, <laughs> Ronnie Martin, <laughs> Mister Mister Ronald Martin, Mister Ronald Martin. I don't know what his middle name is, but it's, but it's something cool. I don't even know. Um, maybe I don't know his. I don't even know if his full name is Ronald. Maybe that's just presumptuous. I'm gonna find out during the break, and we'll report back <laughs> when we yes. cover. From the womb of the morning, the dew of your youth will be yours. I'm Avery Smith, and I'm here to invite you to Blessed Are the Binary Breakers, a multi-faith podcast of transgender stories. Whatever your own relationship to gender and spirituality may be, you will find yourself enriched by the stories shared by my guests, who so far have ranged in religion from Christian and pagan to Jewish, Sikh, atheist, and beyond, and have hailed from the U.S., Chile, Poland, Australia, and more. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts, or read along with episode transcripts by visiting blessedarethebinarybreakers.com. See you there. Hey, John. Hey. Have you heard of Small Step Records? You know, the name is familiar, but, but tell me more. Well, Small Step Records is a faith-based DIY record label with mm -hmm. bands that are melodic punk, pop punk, easy core, emo, and ska. And they have some new albums and new bands releasing records right now on all streaming services. You should check them out. Andrew, not only that, Ooh. they are Magpot's first official sponsor. Oh, really? Starburst's got nothing on these guys. All mm. right. These guys are the real deal. Uh <laughs> The tagline is love God, love others, listen to pop punk. You can go to smallsteprecords.com, check out the cool records and merch and bands they have, and we will be, through their generosity, offering some giveaways in the coming uh, weeks and months uh, on our socials of some of these 
Small Step Bands Records. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Also, John, unlike some record labels, which may have come up over the course of the podcast, the artists on Small Step always keep 100% of the rights and ownership of their music. Yes. So any money that goes to Small Step goes directly back into supporting the bands. This is a label with integrity. So you love to see it. Love to see it. Small Step. Check them out. Smallsteprecords.com. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. Talking Ronnie Martin, talking mm-hmm. from the womb of the morning, the dew of your youth will be yours. There you go. We're not talking Joy Electric here. No, 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 no my friends. <laughs> We're talking that Ronnie Martin 2022 joint. Yes. Seven songs. And oh and boy, oh boy, <laughs> this song have some bangers on it. Oh man, it's so good. It was um, very good. Yeah, I, I I failed during the break to find out what his full name is, but <laughs> I appreciate that he's uh you know he didn't become like Ron Martin or something when he became <laughs> a pastor. Like, wouldn't it be better if it was like Ronald Martins from the womb of the morning? He's got to keep Ronnie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. If he became, if he, I don't know, maybe his uh, his close friends and family call him Ron or something sometimes, but yeah. like Ron just does not. <laughs> No, does not capture the uh, persona that, yeah. of what I think of when I think of like no. the dude with like the big chops and uh-huh. like the very high bangs and his, yeah. you know, like I I just think of like that's that guy's that guy's a Ronnie, right? That guy's it's, not a uh... that's, Ron. Ron helps you. Uh, he Ron works at H and R Block and helps you with your taxes. Sure, or sometimes helps you with the Gryffindor Cup or that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, no, it's, uh, he's not giving Ron, he's giving Ronnie. Um, yes. Ronnie Martin's first solo record. Um, the first time he had put out, um, any real record of note in, in 10 years. And he said that, you know, joy electric was kind of its own thing. And, and after that ended, he kind of became his own brand and has a lot of books and is a pastor as we mentioned and is kind of known as Ronnie now and I and I appreciate that it's kind of a different it's certainly in keeping with the Joy E history but um it's kind of a new experience and there and there's a lot of sonic terrain that's similar but for me personally which I've alluded to on the pod before I feel like he really builds on that history and kind of takes it to the next level for me in a really satisfying way um so yeah, this was released January 28th this year. Uh, not a very old record at all um, on Velvet Blue Music, which is Jeff Cloud's label. And he revealed, as we also mentioned before, that this was part of a planned quadrilogy based on wisdom literature books of the Bible. That's yes. very exciting that he's got three more of these coming out. He's also announced that he has a Christmas album coming out this year. I'm not sure if that counts as part of those four records. I'm guessing it probably does. Um, but yeah, this one mainly about the Psalms, um, 
there's one Ecclesiastes in there as well. And I guess the exception to the the wisdom literature thing is there's an Isaiah song as well, which is from prophetic books, but all the song titles here come from those three books, mainly from Psalms. And he said that COVID just kind of gave him the time and the space to do this thing and sort of built back his studio and worked on some new songs and wanted to explore songs that weren't really praise songs, but that came from um, scripture and that allowed him to sort of use his usual poetic yeah. storytelling around some of these ideas that come from the books of the Bible that he's referencing. Yeah. Um, and so much more poetic yes. than some of, I mean, Joy Electric still weaves lots of whimsical fairy tale like lyrics, but this, mm-hmm. this is far more poetic than Joy Electric Disco Palace. You know, yes, it, this just is, uh, it feels a little bit more well thought and planned and, um, but also just musically, man, mm-hmm. after listening to this and how, uh, I mean, the, the production on this is, is so good, way better than any joy electric record. And I think it's because he's using you got you you got some good drums on this thing first of all right got an actual drum machines that are right. and not just sticking to one kind of synthesizer he's breaking out of his his you know he's smashing he's smashing the rule book he's breaking yeah. he's breaking all his rules and and i think he's better for it yeah i mean it's it's not as pure as who cares? Joy Electric was it's in terms better. of what he was mostly trying to accomplish with that band, which was like really trying to stay within the confines of analog synths um, and not using drum machines. But as we said, when he used a drum machine on the Brothers Martin record, I was like, oh, this really kind of makes a big difference for me. Like, yeah. The sound that he achieves here, well, it's, you know, he was intentionally making records that sounded the way that Joey Records did. But here, this just hits so much harder, has so much yes. more power. The album feels so lush. It's just a bigger sound. It's more expansive. Um, the panning of the different uh, mm-hmm. tom drums in your ears. Um, it it like you said, it hits harder. Yeah. And and I'm not trying to. I'm not dismissing uh, Joy, the Joy Electric records, but this just this just sounds better. And it sounds three dimensional. The yeah. Joy Electric songs, as and you know, on our our episode with Matt Lanks, and you talked about after a little while, you're like, okay, I, I get it. I, I get what I get it now. Right. Like, you, it's <laughs> like, but this, there's the textures yeah. and and the layers of everything are yeah. they're not <laughs> like when you on the Patreon today, we're gonna we're gonna be going back and talking about. Um, we are the music makers. Yes. And when you listen to that after listening to this project, yeah, it's sort of assaulting. Like, <laughs> yes. Because there are there are lots of textures on both of these. Yeah. But the the textures on a Joy E record all kind of hit at an eleven. Right. They're all just sort of like, <laughs> like 
They all are ha happening at the same time. Right. And this, there's like, there's waves and washes. Mm -hmm. It's like washing yeah. over you and the panning is there. And yep. uh, there's nuance and it just, yeah, it's just, there's the, the production makes this record infinitely more of a pleasure. Yeah, he and you know he produced this as he did all the Joy E stuff, um, but clearly going for a different sound here. And maybe there are folks who like appreciate as he did the very intricate um, and painstaking process of creating from scratch all those sounds that Joy Electric stuff did. But to me, as you said, it just gets monotonous after a while, even if I like. Um, a lot of those songs and albums, yeah, inevitably I enjoy Electric Album after a certain point. I'm kind of like, I kind of have had my fill of this sort of, this one kind of sound. And we've said yeah. with some Martin Brothers stuff, like when they have harmonies or stacked vocals that can make a big difference. And a lot of that Joy stuff doesn't have that. And here, he's not necessarily doing harmonies, but he's doing like octaves up or down from what he's singing and adding those on top. And I think that makes it fuller and more powerful too and i just yeah as i said early on this is kind of like the sound that i had been waiting to hear from him and yeah i don't know i love every song on this record uh there's only seven of them i think they're all great sounds great as you said um all songs by ronnie programming and sequencing by him produced by him it was mastered by jason livermore blasting room we've talked about mixed by bob hogue um but yeah it, it kind of has this like um joy electric meets sort of m83 style sound if you know them mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of them and i saw them live and they pulled off this huge sound live really effectively um it's kind of this big and hopeful even if melancholy sound that he achieves here that's similar to them and he has no plans for shows um Ooh. for this which is a bummer because i would love to see some of these live and i think they would translate really well um i still think it also has some new wave vibes yes, on it sure. as well still yeah. still got you know some more you still got little depeche mode mm -hmm. uh, vibes especially when you get in because he still has his like high falsetto -y voice that he does yes. but then when you say like when you say he does the the low octave with mm -hmm. his low tone right you're just like oh yeah he can do both yeah and that sounds really cool yeah for sure. I think it's just more, it's more expansive and he goes to more places uh, than a lot of what he's done. And I think it's really, really cool. Um, what this album does lack uh, is British affectation. Well, there's a little bit. <laughs> it's, but nowhere. It's not on the same level. It's on the same level as we are the music makers, no, which we will get to on the Patreon um, today. Yeah, he's kind of, you know, he's he's maybe grown out of that a little bit. Um <laughs> I know I think his vocals sound the best they've ever sounded on this record. Yeah. Um, and you know, um the, the album title comes from Psalm 110, uh which is your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power in holy garments from the womb of the morning, the dew of your youth will be yours. Which it's such a perfect kind of like Ronnie lyric because it's like kind of ambiguous and mysterious um you know poetic um but i think it's basically like your people will join you at the beginning of a new day 
with the vigor of youth. And he kind of talked about this whole record. Uh, he's talked about this in a couple interviews, I think, sort of being inspired by COVID, like waiting for a new day, sort of being stuck in this current time of uncertainty and sort of like waiting for the new dawn. Um, and I feel like that informs a lot of the songwriting here um, in a cool way. So what what uh, version of the Bible were you were you pulling that from? I was looking at all of these and looking there, at there are lots versions. of different. Yeah, there are lots of different. A lot of these tend to be older, like King James or like English Standard Version. That stuff that's like not necessarily direct translation, but has a lot of, yeah, you know, prosaic, you know, poetry to it. So I think yeah. that one might be one of those two. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- th- thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power and the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of thy youth. Mm. That is the KJV. Okay. This um, might be ESV or something. But yeah. Yeah. But, I like that idea, though, that, um, you know, this promise of like, you're in a bad way right now, but there's going to be a, a dawn. Um, I don't know. I, I like that. And I like how he approaches a lot of this stuff here. So yeah. Th- this, this title is uh, an ESV version. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So. I don't know. There could be any number of others that use the same one, but right. Um, it's quite a title. It is quite a title. It's a great title. Um, on the record saying, if you're going to do a series of albums based on uh, books of the Bible, doing the wisdom books, yeah, doing the Psalms, call. doing yep. Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, yeah. 1000% co-sign that much Man. more interesting texts and places to pull inspiration from. It's like, yeah, we get it. Jesus died. I get it. It's fine. Whatever. But let's talk about like the, the sort of like this whimsical stuff. I'm here for yeah. that. Sure. I, you know, I love me some prophets and hell yeah the song that we'll cover later that's comes from Isaiah I'd love but if he did a whole record just from the prophetic books I would be I'd be psyched about that yep should we should we get in this womb <laughs> with our dewy youth <laughs> should we get in this dewy this dewy womb bro <laughs> let's um, do it all right let's yeah let's get it dude uh track one sing among the branches ooh it's Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Break open some barrels, get some bananas.
This is my number two. Okay. It's my number one. Okay. Um, I love it very much. <laughs> it's so good. It's so cool. Yeah. The way that like just that opening, like it's just that perfect ethereal yeah. feeling that just establishes the vibe so well. You know, you're kind of in that in that Donkey Kong country underwater zone. <laughs> and then this cool drum and bass sound comes in. You're like, ooh, it's like ding, ding. As you said, it hits harder than any anything we've yeah. really heard from him before. And then that killer synth hook. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, it's so good and so catchy. It's all so lush and big. Yeah, sonically and thematically just feels epic in scope in a way that like the first time I heard I was like, oh, this is wow. <laughs> like I'm, I wasn't necessarily expecting to be like so taken away into this epic space with this. Um, lush is a good word. Very lush. Lots of lush vibes throughout. Um, you know, I keep mentioning <laughs> Donkey Kong Country, which isn't <laughs> the first time I've mentioned it this season, but there's something about it that's like so ingrained in me where there's like, Oh, that that sound feels like it's underwater. You know what I mean? It's just sort of like these like cascading scales where you're just like, oh, am I on an underwater level on a video game? Like I heard, I don't this is a brief aside, but I don't know if you've heard of the podcast, How Did This Get Played? Um, there, there's How Did This Get Made. Ooh, yes. Oh man, it sounds good. Um <laughs> there's uh there's this podcast. <laughs> Just let it wash over me. Uh, isn't that beautiful? Aquatic ambiance. Ah, oh, it's so good. Beautiful. <laughs> Wait for it. See? I can hear it. I can't dissimilar. It's not. Um, <laughs> I don't think I would have put that together until you until you mentioned it. There's like an like... underwater sound. Um, I was just saying. There, so there's a great movie podcast called How Did This Get Made, and then there's a great video game podcast called How Did This Get Played, which recently just became Get Played instead. But anyway, they did an episode with this guy Zane Carney where he broke down the Donkey Kong Country music. He's like. Uh, classically trained musician and, and a music teacher and he kind of identified what makes things sound underwater in that way so i recommend checking out that episode if people want to hear more about that but i just yeah, i just i love the vibe immediately i think the melody is really cool i think the textures are all really cool his voice sounds great like we were saying he does the thing where his he's got the stacked vocals where he's going up an octave and i just think that gives it power too um this song has everything. It really does. Uh, it's just... the, the thing where you're a monkey riding a swordfish <laughs> underwater. Where you have to throw a barrel at your grandpa. Um, there's crocodiles walking around. <laughs> you have to hop and on you, your hands. You know, when you're a great ape and you ride a minecart through, you know, um, through a mountain with a smaller monkey. I'm All right. Play some Donkey Kong after this. Um, <laughs> I uh the bridge is also great. I would love yeah. to hear some of that. Uh there's like a, a really great synth sound in part at like uh 250. Yeah. Uh, it's 
so yeah, great, it's, man. It's great. Um, the lyrics make sense in sort of that COVID context again uh, as well. Oh man, yeah. this is just this beautiful poetry. Moss paired with ivory colored frost. All of winter made us long, woven in threads of our song. I mistook you for the dawn. Will the night ever prolong? Shall we regain what was lost? Um, and this comes from Psalm 104. Uh, the birds of the air nest by the waters, they sing among the branches. I just think that's yeah, cool imagery. I I think every song, if someone is going to leverage the Bible for anything this is this is something that i i can 1000% get behind sure <laughs> use mad about use with use wisdom books for inspirational songwriting and poetry and prose and not uh weaponizing it to hate people ideally That's, yeah always a good thing um yeah uh, dispel what the rumor mongers yell from the hearth where huddlers hail, threatening to dim light so pale. The birds of evening weep aloud, the laughter mocks and bleak resound. Shall we spring forth and abound? So cool. There's so much happening yeah. in, in all these lyrics and every song. It, it all sounds like biblical writing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, like it, really it, does. it does sound like it could be pulled i mean I, I mean apart from the the song titles uh and the biblical references it does sound like this could be dropped in to uh the psalms or right. you know ecclesiastes or something like that it's book all, it's all <laughs> the book of ron it's the book of ron ronnie the book of ron <laughs> chapter two yeah this, um, this is uh this is from second ronald <laughs> chapter two two ronalds <laughs> Remember when uh, Trump was like two Corinthians? Yeah, two Corinthians. Uh, what a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. In the same way that he sort Many of. Many people say. <laughs> the um, <laughs> Many Ronnie, people say... Ronnie, real good guy. Real, <laughs> you know, he's, he doesn't like many people. Likes me, though. <laughs> Many people say my womb is the most youthful <laughs> and dewy anyone's ever I'm seen. The young, I have the youngest womb. <laughs> so young. Um. Uh, he's not singing among the branches no um, remember how he uh uh buried his dead ex-wife on his golf course for the tax yeah, benefits the tax rights off come on <laughs> you gotta you gotta do it you know I when you're already a, you know when you're already a super villain and you're like how can i quintuple down on being like the world's worst person um, <laughs> did you see um, the hatchet job of a plot that was too it didn't uh didn't it's so great. sad yeah, it's like man. a third rate like burial. It looks so bad. Like this is like who who is this person even really? Uh anyway. He is not checking out much of those wisdom literature books. No, uh, I don't he's think. Not. Um but yeah, in the same way that um, you know, on We Are the Music Makers, he like effectively pulls off like a squire, like lyrics of like a medieval right. squire roaming around. <laughs> um, here he pulls off like, uh, you know, uh, prophet writing Bible books. So yeah. Well done, Ronnie. Yeah. Um, I, 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 in, in, we are the music makers. I imagine Ronnie in like some sort of, you know, green tights with a, with a cap, with a feather in it. Yes, and exactly. He's, he's got a loot. He's, he's got a, he's got some sort of medieval. Lute. Yeah. Some sort of medieval, uh, 
you know thing he's he's looting it up and he's prancing around the forest and right. you know uh he's got birds on his shoulders and shit you know yes absolutely. that kind of thing he's writing in a cave with a quill or something <laughs> um anyway good stuff as is this next song great stuff yes from the womb of the morning the dew of your youth will be yours Mm. All right. This is my number one. That was my number two. So we're just yeah. flip flopped there. Yeah, it's it's, and this is one of those examples where it's like, depending on my mood, yep. could do a flippy floppy. I went uh, back and forth as well. But the those opening drums, man, come uh, on, like the 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 panning of them back and forth. The mix is just so good. Yep, and that that bass that low like mm-hmm. bass sound i wrote so in my good. notes i love how hard hitting the bow, 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 <laughs> the synths and drums are at the opening how did you how did you disti- uh, distinguish that and how did right. what's the, the phonetic bow, spelling bow, 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 b-o-m <laughs> i mean b-o-w-m but yeah rules it hits so hard right away yeah. Um, he does. This is when I was thinking he brings a little bit of that British accent back. Where he's like curious, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is a little. All Okay, fine. But fine, a little bit. Yeah, not as much as his medieval wandering uh, music maker. Not um, as much as Hansel. <laughs> Hansel, so hot right now. <laughs> Um, that song is really something. We'll get it on the Patreon. Um, <laughs> that is that is the that is the description. That song is really something. Um, but yeah, his his vocals sound so cool here. Yeah, uh, and he does those kind of harmonies again that just make it sound great. Oh, yeah, man, I love this. I love the vibe here. In corridors of false charades, images, masquerades, I can see what pointed eyes you have in laser form, lost in parties, hollow shapes, in brooding fashion pose. Pages turn, dispassion churns, you learn what's grave and dour. Will fair colors bleed into yours? This is just poetry in a way that like, I don't feel like I've seen from him before. And I really, I'm really into it. 
Yeah. And I think it's because it's just not so on the nose. Yeah. I mean, he's always kind of done that vivid, fantastical thing. And this touches on that, but it, it, it's, yeah, there's just so many good Ronnie lyrics here. I wrote down a different portion of the song, so I'll read those. Yeah. But through the wind, a frail voice beckons to carry us. You extend a silver hand to me, blue and forlorn. Every hour is lost to years and vivid characters, and the winter in our veins proclaims a frigid pulse. Will vivid tones return to your heart? It's so cool. And it's, again, I take that as sort of applying maybe to COVID, using that as a metaphor, being in this time of like, you know, winter and like wondering, will we ever kind of come out of this to feeling hopeful again? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's really beautifully written um, in terms of music and in terms of lyrics. And I love the melody of that chorus. I invoked uh, <laughs> Paco Bell's Canon in D before with Ronnie when we talked with Matt about Joy Electric, but he does have a little bit of, again, that thing here, the like, Ding 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 It's not dissimilar to that. He loves he loves throwing down on some scales and some cascading for sure notes and just sound it's so satisfying. Like he does this thing a few different times on this record where the verses are sort of like questioning both in terms of lyrics and in terms of melody, and then the chorus sort of um you know has a satisfying sort of major chord response to those questioning verses. Um, so I find that really satisfying every time it happens. And yeah, this, this, the song rolls. This was the first single of the record. Um, you know, the titular song. Yes. Obviously. Um, um, great one. <laughs> with the music video. Oh, I didn't uh, see it. Well, yeah, the, the music video is, uh, uses footage from return to oz so i did see that i thought that was some kind of fan-made thing it, uh oh i don't know was it maybe it's an official Let ron martin see. sanctioned shout out to return to oz though by the way uh traumatizing generations <laughs> did that mess you up and you were a little uh i've never seen it but it oh, looks terrifying man. i mean it's you know we've talked about the weird stuff in the never ending story movies that stuck with us. This is that yeah. turned up to like a million in terms of maybe this isn't yeah official. Oh, yeah, but the movie looks terrifying. <laughs> it is. Maybe we cover it on the Patreon. Um, yeah, maybe we can cover it for a Magnifrite Pod. Ooh, that would be a good fit. Actually, it is basically a horror movie. Um, yeah, I, I mean, anyway, anyway, so <laughs> that that's a terrifying music video. Um, <laughs> the way he emphasizes like the melody of like from the womb of the morning like yeah, it's cool it's it's a i don't know like the the particular melody he chooses and which words he you right decides to emphasize right yeah it's it's it just not necessarily like the intuitive no he comes no it's not yeah yeah which i i appreciate same um snow like wool hmm
This is my number three. Okay. Uh, out just outside. Okay. Yeah. Probably my number four. Okay. Um, very close. Uh, yeah. 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 Mine's, I mean, I'm pretty basic. The first three tracks are my top three songs. <laughs> um, but I can't deny this one. I did kind of, there were a couple that I waffled on here, but I love that intro. Like it just feels yeah. like, Again, another kind of classic feeling central synth hook. That's like, is this some lost hit song from the eighties? We haven't heard it does. But the like yeah. bum, 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 just sounds like do 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 something we would have seen that should be in commercials or in movies and stuff, you know, like it's just such a classic sound. He pulls it off so well. Um and then the chorus is so catchy, like the turn it takes from those verses into the chorus is so satisfying. There's lots going on, but I love that little Bow, bow. <laughs> in the at the end of each each line of the yeah. chorus just sounds so cool um yeah i i it's got a christmasy vibe uh it was released yeah. in december so i don't know if this will be part of the christmas album that awaits us or if this is just kind of a taste of it but i love this idea of snow like wool i mean that obviously comes right this comes from psalm 147 he spreads the snow like wool but it's such a cool sort of comforting poetic idea and uh, it's such a good rounding chorus come with me our hands are clasped to dream of dreams and ever will our hearts be full if white may fall the snow like wool it's so romantic it's it like, is it's like we're going to the berry patch but this time it's covered in snow <laughs> yeah uh, and then uh, i love the poetry of the second verse too he says cannot run away while the wintry wisps are playing nor with steed and sleigh frost fills the veins more astounding than estranged you will animate make believe create present feeble drifts of hope unwoken it's so cool like it's very cool i love sort of yeah like you said he's sort of a modern psalmist um, yeah and there are songs here that sort of wrestle with anger with god and there are songs that you know celebrate being a part of god's people and and this one is in the sort of god is comforter mode of being like you know astounded by nature and you will animate to make believe create um, this idea of like hope, which is unwoken, but it's coming. I don't know. I really like all of it. I find, you know, you know, I love me some wintry snow and find that a comforting idea. So the idea of kind of like finding hope in that season, I think it works really well. You know, he's finding you know more astounding than a strange, like being um, like marveling at the, the, creation of wintertime even if winter also represents sort of a darkness Death. or a, yeah like a period of wanting holding out for hope 
Um, yeah, maybe that's better than my estimation. No, I think I think it can be both of those things. Um, but yeah, you know, beautiful poetry be poetry to be found there. Kind of however you interpret it. Um, you know, deep green hills whose shoulders fade into thick gray, tall wet grass whose flesh makes fools of grazing sheep. Similar vibes there to uh, yeah. Page of the Lion talking <laughs> yes. about wool. Um, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, I love the synth sound in the bridge, too. If we could hear a little bit of that at uh, 2.30. Absolutely. I don't know how else to describe that sound other than, like, chiptune adjacent. Yeah, definitely because it has that sort of like distorted quality to it right that right. makes it cut through all of that the sort of like mm-hmm. the beautiful lush sounds yeah for sure it's like you're going from super nintendo with donkey kong country back <laughs> to the nes for this <laughs> back for this to bridge. back atari. to atari yeah <laughs> yeah it sounds great though <laughs> it. nailed it now we're going from, you know, one wintry song to mm-hmm. kind of another, another wintry adjacent mm-hmm. song. The daughters of song are brought low. This song has like a like a very medieval quality to it. Yeah, I could see that. Could be could be at home on We Are the Music Makers, maybe. Yeah. Um, I love this. It's it has cool. this like <laughs> effervescence to it that I really like. And um, then when that those drums kick in on the second oof, verse, boy. I was looking at my notes that said I love when those drums come in for the second verse. Yes. Um it's a kind of a simple song, but that's sort of its beauty. It builds in this really satisfying way. Like the first chorus that we just heard is pretty sparse. Yes. And the second time we hear it, he brings in bass, which you're like, Ooh. And then the third time he has these great drum Big fills, drums. which I would like to hear some of. Uh, 255. Those, those drums come in. We'll build up to him for a second.
的歌。This is one that I was thinking of when I was like, "This would be really cool live." Wouldn't it be like so satisfying in that part? Yeah, oh, I'm in. Have someone go just go ham on the on some live drums, along uh, with like with his drum machine, just to get yes, just please. to get hit with both of them. It's so good. This is this is the first Ronnie's vocab corner, I think, <laughs> and I think it's the first time this or in the entire series of the pod that anybody has used antediluvian. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> which I had to Google, and yeah, it means like pre-flood, right? Or, or like, or kind of old-fashioned. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, maybe you know, invoking the pre-flood as a as a, another way of saying just old. like just super old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you unearthed troves of antediluvian kind. I mean, great he's just showing off there. A great yeah. fifteen-dollar word. Love exactly. it. Um. Yeah. Another another really cool kind of thematic vibe yeah. here this title comes from ecclesiastes 12 when the doors in the street are shut and the sound of the grinding is low and one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of song are brought low that's such a cool yeah. poetic way to say it and this is another one that i looked up like a few different versions of yeah. the translation and it's basically just like you know the daughters of song is just like music you know like yeah those who make music including birds are you know they stop doing it but like the daughters of song are brought low such a cool way to say that it it does sound something very tolkien-esque mm-hmm. yeah. i can i can hear like elrond being being like <laughs> you know <laughs> saying the like the and the daughters shot. of song are brought low yes <laughs> and like you go you know mordor in the background and it's like Bear down my soul, Frodo. <laughs> Terry in sorrow. Tell me where is Gandalf? Hugo Weaving's intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His intense eyebrows. Daughters of song. Um, yeah, it's great. Again, sort of like living in the tension of sort of a difficult season, hoping to come out of it, longing for rebirth. That seems to be an ongoing theme here. Um but yeah, I just think the song is is really pretty. Those those cascading synth parts, do 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 do, like so cool. Always. Um, do we do we have any uh, lamentations pulls not, in, not on, in on this, this record? On this record, I'm sure they're to come. Oh man, I want to I want to hear Ronnie get deep into his <laughs> yeah. feels with some yeah. lamentations. Lean into that four. <laughs> lean, lean into it. You know, I want to hear more woe. I want to hear more <laughs> lamentations because we mm-hmm. got here a bird and a woeful voice lament and confound, yes. which is a great, a great lyric. So good. Um, but yeah, I want to hear more woe and more lamentations. <laughs> yes, me too. I would like that. <laughs> um, but Andrew, for what vanity have you created this podcast? Ooh. Is this the beginning of Stranger Things? <laughs>
This is my number three. Yeah, it's up there for me. Yeah, it's really cool. The it goes, it all of it goes so hard, and it sounds so dark too. Yeah, it starts off very dark, and yeah. again, the more, bump, 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 bump. but yeah. all of the different layered, multiple keys, bleepy bloopy parts. Mm-hmm. That low one and the other little higher synth part mm-hmm. too just is so Yeah. It's so great. I I love the sound of that synth bass when it comes yep. in. It's just so propulsive, like yeah. And then it like yeah, as you said, there's a like a spooky synth sound to the. Yeah, it is definitely Stranger Things, Jace. <laughs> um, yeah, it hit, this is another one that to me feels, sort of feels like the sort of questioning melody in the verses, and then that chorus feels more resolved and satisfying. And I just love that turn always. I think that's really cool. Um, the title for what vanity comes from Psalm 89, which is a classic emo psalm, <laughs> sort of like. <laughs> angry with God. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. For what vanity you have created all mortals. It's like, it's a sick burn on God. It is a sick burn. (laughs) It's pretty good. So I like the idea that like... I mean, mean, that that sounds like a Job line, if anything. Right? Yeah. We're definitely... Bro, we're in Job territory. (laughs) All I can think when you say that is... Hello, Michael. <laughs> um, that's my job territory. Um, nice. But yes, uh, it, uh, it we're, we're definitely teetering closer to the... I, I'm, I have to imagine there will be some Job songs in one of these projects. <laughs> it's um, like, you think I'm just going to be walking around as some, some guy in a $6,000 suit? For what come vanity? On. Come on. <laughs> For what vanity, Michael? <laughs> Beads. Um, yes, I just think it's cool that you know, as we said, you know, he's a pastor and he writes right. devotional books. And, you know, I think any sort of person in that level, you know, worth their salt would include a sort of theology like this among the stuff that they discuss. But I do think it's worth noting that, like, in this record of, um, you know, not exactly worship songs, but songs taken from the Bible, that he does take time to have a song that's like, calling god vain and like really wrestling with like how long are you gonna do this like this is bullshit like what is the point of this right like, i think it's worth including that line of of sort of questioning and of thinking around this topic in a in a seven song record about this um like it, it makes me feel like there's a a heft to its theology in a way that maybe some christian records would not which has kind of always been the case for martin brothers um but yeah, I really, I like the spooky vibe here. I like the sort of thematic questioning here. I think it all works really well together. So not in my top three, but but certainly way up there. Yep. I mean, there's any any number of things we could say. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see now where he takes this yeah, project. Now too. that we've we've thought about like, oh man, is there going to be some Job? Is there going to be right, some? Right. So there could be more, uh, more Ecclesiastes, more, right? You know, I, I, I just want to get prophets some, talking want, about burning it, gets, it all down. I exactly, <laughs> but like the, the opening line, art reflects these articles of blight. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you know, you know he, maybe he's being self-referential where like he's writing these songs about like, ugh, God, this sucks. You know, where, right. you know, where, I mean, he could be talking about himself. He could be like, I'm writing this music about how things are bad. Like, is this for my own vanity or is this for, you know, but then like you malign the myriad winsome size. Hmm. Um, I'm grasping at straws at times, man, but this is all the lyrics are just so beautiful and poetic. And I just love, I just love saying them because they sound so cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I guess I, I was taking the sort of, you know, a continuation, an extension of the, of the words of that Psalm and sort of, you know, asking a version of those questions to God too, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm off there. No, I don't know. It's, I mean, is, is art anything if not open to interpretation? Mm, Indeed. Indeed. There go the ships and Leviathan. (laughs) Cool title. I assume that's how it's supposed to be said. (laughs) Yeah. This this song takes you on a trip, man. It really does. I love that uh, that opening. There's a like sound. Yeah, like, that that was the one thing that really caught my ear. Yeah, I was trying to think of a word to describe, almost like a like a whimper or mm. something. Just like yeah. or a whine. Just sort of like right. Mm, just sort of that. <laughs> yeah, that descending whimpering sort of synthy sound. Yeah, I was taking it as like maybe is it invoking like a sea creature or yeah a seagull? Um, I was uh, almost like a whale. Yeah, well, you know, that's like good. Leviathan. Like you know, just Leviathan like probably was. Yeah, you know, like the whale sounds. Right, but then those cool drum machine toms come in. Yeah, which also maybe invokes something like a leviathan, some sort of giant sea creature, or sea monster making its way through the waves, and yeah, it's just like a spooky, cool vibe um yeah dark a dark sea on a ship mm, yeah being being hunted yeah mm. um <laughs> it's so cool the uh those those toms those drums throughout are so cool um and i love that warbled like <laughs> sound that <laughs> comes in with the verses <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> i got some bow bounce and some um this one just feels like 
thick with atmosphere, very yeah. like textury and cool paints a really cool scene. Um, again, like, so this is Psalm 104, cool title, cool verse. <laughs> it says this, there's the sea vast and spacious teeming with creatures beyond number, living things, both large and small. There go the ships to and fro and Leviathan, which you formed to frolic there. Again, I love both that Psalm and what he does with it, where it's just like talking about the wonder of the earth. And you're just like, you made this like giant sea and like, Hey, look out there at the sea. There's ships going around there and like giant sea creatures that you made and frolicking. Like I love the, the Leviathan. I was, it, it's cool. Cause it's like, they didn't know really what was out there, but they'd see little glimpses and be like, oh, there's some kind of fucking monster out there. It's a Leviathan. Let's just call it that. Um, <laughs> but invoking the idea of like, you know, the vastness of creation and stuff that we don't really even understand, but that it's part of what has been created and, and thinking about that. I just, I think the line, like there go the ships and Leviathan is so like poetically said in actual scripture. And then like taking that as the line for a title of a song is a really cool move. Yeah. Um, into yeah. It. Other, other just, snippets of lines and words that i like uh peer through glass untainted by life dear mm -hmm. phantom whims have you no reply excellent cool. lamps <laughs> beam like gold prisms of light icicles form the brim of the night yeah that's cool also great mm -hmm. um good stuff abounds good stuff Closing it out. Uh, closing it out already, man. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn. sort of music box sound yeah. of the opening. Um, but then it turns into just straight up bop by the chorus, which yeah. is just so dancey and great. And those those little descending it gives me like uh, space invaders vibes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That in my mind is the sound. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah, more Bump, 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 bass too. Um, 
which rules. Uh, drums are great. Um, yeah, I think this is a great closing song. Um, it's hopeful, um, which is kind of a nice ending. Yeah, I appreciate the kind of, you know, we've really been through some stuff on this record and it ends in in kind of a hopeful place. And I love Isaiah. I love 58, Isaiah 58. I had this uh, verse up in my dorm room. <laughs> I love those prophets. <laughs> okay, that's what you were trying to write. <laughs> Can you uh, hear it? Yes, I heard it. <laughs> yes, very similar terrain. It's the, it's the exact same thing. Maybe he just... <laughs> that is yes you were right you nailed it before with the punch out talking it was, but it was galaga not oh, space galaga. invaders sure that yes i can see that now yeah um, i i don't know my brain my brain works in penis analogies <laughs> and old video game sound effects hey that's you're in the right place i don't know what to tell you <laughs> um you know i was making a beautiful statement about my love for the hebrew prophets oh, um, s- and then Galaga came in. Ah, so, um, sorry, I'm, I'm the kidding. worst. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad you did it. That's the same sound. Surely he heard that and tried to recreate it, right? <laughs> um, yes, I had that verse up on my wall because I found it comforting. Um, love those prophets. But yeah, this this line and title comes from uh, Isaiah 58, which says, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? It is not, wait, yeah. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide poor, the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. I just think that's, uh, I love the idea of like God being like, yeah, I will show up, but like you have to make the world better. <laughs> like that's you are invited to right the wrongs of your society. And in that is where you'll find comfort. And, you know, if you believe in uh, God, that you'll find a God who will walk alongside you in that work. And I don't know. I just remember being a young freshman not that I was, you know, oppressed and needed to be <laughs> freed, but that I felt, you know, sort of adrift and needed some comfort and found that comfort in like, yeah, the comfort is in the work of justice and in the work of yeah. come alongside God. And I don't know, I, I love, I have always loved that book and that chapter. And I think it's a really cool place to pull from is kind of like the culminating moments of, yeah, there's a lot going on, but, you know, God partnering with you in sort of writing those wrongs and that's the way that you get out of a dark moment as a society. I don't know. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. And I, I love that. And, you know, like you were saying that, you know, God will show up, but you know, you have to work to free the oppressed and mm-hmm. clothe, you know, the, the naked and feed the hungry and, you know, and it's almost like if you do that, heaven will almost be like on earth and if that <laughs> right. that should be the goal is to not wait for some you know afterlife situation but to create a life in which there is justice and mm-hmm. peace f- 
for all living things and mm-hmm. that that should be the goal, not hoping you're only banking on salvation. So, right. Which is why I feel like a lot of these prophets and these Old Testament uh, books hit a little different for me mm. because they do have the questioning, they do have the 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 suffering and the and the crying and the and the pushing for justice that mm-hmm. you know I I w- wish Christians would emphasize more. Yes, and I feel like the through line from these from the the prophets to the stuff that Jesus talks about makes sense, but that can sometimes feel lost because. Right. You know, now we have the most well-known Christians in, in our government calling for Christian nationalism, right. um, just which is the, <laughs> which is the opposite of what I feel like Ronnie's talking about in these songs and yeah. what he's the verses that he's pulling from from uh, from the Bible and for and for these lyrics that he's so beautifully woven together for these seven wonderful songs. Yeah, totally. I, I really appreciate the things that he chooses to emphasize in a sort of first album of a series of albums on um, scripture and applying that to life today. Like ending with the prophets who are so often like, hey, God doesn't want to hear your empty praise. Like he doesn't even, you know, God doesn't even hear that unless you do the work to make a just society um which just feels so different from what we think about when we hear sort of public figures claiming to represent the bible today um yeah anyway remember uh remember the song more than works that <laughs> uh, i sure uh, apologetics wrote and it's like all your all your works don't mean a thing or all your deeds don't mean a thing or whatever right or some trash like that it's like yeah yeah that's that's the ticket that's what we want to do is we want to tell people that you know doing good doesn't don't uh do something anybody (laughs) just do something to make make some good in the world yeah be nice to a person during the day how about that Mm -hmm. we'll just start with that how about just don't be terrible to somebody make someone do you know how do you know how do you, i don't know if you know this john but it's it's free to be kind mm. i'd rather you... be a jerk about um not letting people get married to whoever they want to get married to or whatever mm. um i don't know about i don't know about that that sounds like a little radical that sounds like a little radical um anyway what's a good record great record um, really cool collection of songs. Um, I feel like I've heard that people have responded to this really positively. He's mentioned sort of people who didn't necessarily jibe with everything he did enjoy, like really hooking onto this in a way that they hadn't before. And I feel like, I mean, I feel similarly too. I, I liked a lot of different iterations of things he'd done, but this feels the most sort of, I don't know, the one that I can latch onto the easiest for sure. Um, we didn't even so. talk about the artwork either. No, it's very cool. Very minimalist. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, a lot of like shapes to represent. A lot of yeah, a lot of shapes, trees, maybe mountains, mm-hmm. snow. 
but I, I really like the minimalism of this. It has, it just strikes me as a very kind of classic, clean look. Yeah, definitely. I like everything about the vibe um, with these records. Yep. Um, anyway, really cool stuff. Curious to hear what people have to say. This is the end of our Martin Brothers run. Mm. So if you have things you want to say about any of the albums we've covered or any of the Martin Brothers projects, uh, we will still be happy to hear them, but especially interested in your thoughts on FWMDYYWBY. Which is Just rolls off the tongue. How I shorten <laughs> from the womb of the morning to do your yours. No, um, it only takes like four times as long to say. <laughs> I just wanted to try it. Um, <laughs> from the womb. That's what the kids call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. FTW. Uh, that's what people are saying. <laughs> um, yeah. So curious to hear what people have to say about that. We may be back towards Christmas time with some more Ronnie music. We'll see. Mm. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think of this record of our discussion over at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow and subscribe to the pod if you haven't already and give us a rating or review. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had a new uh, review come in. So leave one of those for us on Apple Podcasts, please, and we'll read it on the show. You can email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 8727-MAGPOD. You can support us over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod, where this week we are discussing Joy Electric's We Are the Music Makers. Head over there to check that out. And you can pick up some new season four merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to Small Step Records for sponsoring us. Go to smallsteprecords.com to learn more. And thanks to shadow producer Jason and Bruno at Unoriginal Vinyl for our artwork. Well, thank you hear the voice of the spirit begging us to shut the fuck up. We'll be back to try to make you go astray in two weeks when we'll be back with a one-off episode, Andrew, mm-hmm. to discuss Driver 8's Watermelon. Oh, yeah. Get on that swordfish, baby. what we're learning from this is that ronnie's a big gamer i think yeah he's kind of the funky kong of the martin brothers <laughs> he's he's uh he's you know you, you he's not a diddy who i don't know who's funky kong is <laughs> funky. he the he's the one who operates the like flight service where he's like hey you need to fly to a different part of the island Oh, um, oh, right. He's a cool dude. He's got like sunglasses on. Um, <laughs> there you go. This is the new Ronnie record, right? <laughs> this, this is so sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's basically what the new Beyonce record sounds like. Oh, yeah. Sliding around. A jam. Do, 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 do. 
Slaps. That slaps. Man, when was the last time I... Uh, <laughs> this person's comment. Eight-year-old me would never imagine I'd be 30 listening to these DKC soundtracks to relax every day. Oh, man. Eight-year-old the... me was like, I'm going to listen to this for the rest of my life. And I was right. <laughs> for more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.